I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey traders, in this video, we're gonna take a close look at why markets continue to grind higher. What are the clues that continue to tell me markets are continuing to grind higher? Where are they headed? And what's the likely schematic over the next few days? We're gonna talk about all those things. We're gonna lift up the hood, look underneath, see what else we find across the globe around other markets as we always do. The goal is to give you a clue on what to expect in the short term, teach you something that you can use for the long term. This is Common Sense Market Analysis, where David pays it forward. He's providing simple-to-understand, clear, and concise technical analysis. Post your burning questions under the video. Hit the thumbs-up button. Then take a moment to share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from this type of information. As usual, we start with the spider. So the spider continues to challenge the breakdown candle high. We continue to close above the previous day's high. That can't be bearish. That's bullish any way you want to look at it. So the market isn't an uptrend. The trend is your friend until the very end. There will be a point in time where this market has another meaningful correction, but we can't guess when it's going to take place. What we can do is look at the charts and give the best analysis possible based on the condition that the chart leaves us in each and every day. So yesterday, we didn't quite get to the high of the breakdown candle. We came up short, the market was slightly rejected, and that was that. But we still had a positive close. Today... We did make it to and slightly through the high of the breakdown candle. The high of the breakdown candle is 278.85. And what you can see is today's high happens to be 278.92. So we did spike it by a few pennies and closed back below the high of the breakdown candle. That's normal garden variety market behavior. It's unlikely to close above that high on the first shot. That's just the way it works. Now, traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader are aware of two things. There are actually two trades. One could be viewed as a longer-term trade. One could be viewed as a short-term trade. We can do it anyway because it just depends on what time frame, what type of chart we're looking at. But let's take this one as an example. The high of the breakdown candle was magnetic. It was drawing price to that level. So therefore, that could have been a long trade from some point down below. Could have been many long trades. Could be a day in, day out type of trade. Could be a trade from the last couple of weeks. Every trader does whatever they're comfortable with. But traders that have taken the course are aware that that's typically a magnetic area which is going to draw price up to the high of the breakdown candle. Now, what happened when we got there? What happened when we got there from a very, very short-term perspective were rejected. Here's a 10-minute chart. Here's that particular candle. The high is 278.92. Ironically enough, that happened right after the Fed minutes were released. 
I should say the Fed phony minutes were released. The market did its thing based on the Kabuki theater. We went up, we went down, we went down, we went up. And at the end, the market was basically in the same place it was before the minutes were released. And into the end of the day, interestingly enough, we're above the moving averages. Keep in mind, this is a 10-minute chart. So the market can gap down tomorrow and wipe out everything I'm going to say. However, this is a bullish pattern that looks like it's building energy to make another move higher, maybe to challenge or even surpass the highs from earlier today. Here's an hourly chart, and we see much of the same thing. It's an uptrend. We're above all the moving averages. We're just trending higher. There's nothing else that you can derive from looking at the hourly chart other than we're trending higher. Don't try and read into a reversal candle or anything like that. That was that nonsense around the Fed. It's just a trend higher. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, let's discuss possibilities. The high of the breakdown candle, it's already taken care of. It's done. Now the question is, what's next north of us? We'll talk about the other side in a moment. We always do. But first, we'll talk north. So above the high of the breakdown candle is the gap. So it would be silly for them not to fill the gap. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate camp would say, well, it may be obvious they're going to fill the gap, which is why they're not going to fill the gap. So we have to always be aware of that. It's kind of a puzzle piece, but it's not necessarily on the table. It's floating on the side. That kind of stuff doesn't come from a technical perspective. It comes from out of my mind, which can be somewhat of a mess depending on the day and the situation. So we'll call those pseudo-puzzle pieces. So then the next obvious place would be the high of this pivot here. From the 3rd of December, the high is 280.40. We've discussed that number before. That number's important. Is it 280.50, 60, or 70, or 280.30? Anywhere in that neighborhood, we're likely, if we're going in that direction, we're likely to get to that place, and we're likely to test that price tag. And then you can see over on the left, there's some other ones that are just slightly higher so we've always been talking about 278 279 280 we're talking about 279 280 281 these are the areas we're talking about we're not going to say on thursday at 2 p.m or friday at 11:30 a.m the market's going to turn around at this price we're not going to play that game that's a fool's errand what we're going to do is utilize everything that Traders who have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader have been taught to look for signs and signal of a trend change. We're coming into a very important area. There's an element of the market that's going to try and trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders as possible. And that's not a joke. That is what's going to happen. So don't be surprised to see them gap above all this stuff and spike above everything and go to a different number. That's another possibility. You never know what's going to happen before it happens, but what we can do is be prepared for when and if price gets to a certain area, what we might do in the event that it does get there, based obviously in real time what it looks like and all the other information that feeds into those decisions in real time. So that's always a possibility. Beware of the gap up. Where would we go in the event of a gap up? 
Well, let's take a look at this from a common sense perspective. Are we likely to gap above everything up to 283, 284, 285? That's the unlikely scenario. Anything's possible, but we're not going with that as a likely possibility even. We're going with that as the crazy and insane. But what happens if it is somewhat of a gap and go day? What happens if we open positive, the S&P is up 10, 12, 15 handles, something like that, and we are on the rise? Whatever it is, we're on the rise. What is the real resistance area? Well, nothing's changed. So here we are at 278, 279, 280, 281. So what we're going to say is, what's the top end of that range that we just discussed? Well, it's 281. So let's take a look and see from a common sense perspective what's going on up here. And you'll understand exactly where I come up with these numbers. There's no magic. Sometimes it appears that there is. But in this case, there's no magic. Watch this. What's the high here? 280, 40. What's the high here? 281.22. What's the high here? 281.10. What's the high here? 281.15. 280.82. Is it likely or unlikely we're going to blow through all that stuff and keep going? It's unlikely. Can we go a little bit higher? Another dollar? 282? Something like that? 283 even? Yeah, we can. But is it likely that that area is going to ultimately provide some reasonable amount of resistance, whether it be intraday, the following day, or two days later, we're not going to just whistle past the graveyard up and above 281. It just doesn't work that way. Now, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to come around the corner and say, I was wrong, here's what happened, shame on me. This is the way I'm looking at the market, you're inside my mind, you're watching my video, therefore, you have to accept the fact that I believe 281 isn't going to just be broken, closed above, and ignored like a B-movie at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. Now, what's the other side of that? How do I even know that we're going to get there? I don't know that we're going to get there. We're talking about being prepared if we do get there. What's the other side? What's the south side? Well... For this, we'll go back to the hourly chart, and we have to say, even though it's not that close by, we have to say that here's your range. So 276 is the low end of the range. So anything above 276 keeps this market from an hourly chart perspective bullish. Now, what happens if we wake up to a gap down below that price level? Well, then they're likely going to go fill the gap. That's all the way down at 274.37. That's a long way from where we are. That would mean that tomorrow or if and when that ever did happen, it's a pretty bad day for the market. Remember, right now the trend is up. We're talking about both sides. We're not saying what is going to happen. We're getting prepared for what might happen in either direction. Here's a little whiff of the weekly chart. So what do we have on our hands is a huge breakdown candle. This is the same candle we've been talking about. This is the same price tag we've been talking about, 280.40. That's the high of this candle. Now, from a visual perspective, common sense visual perspective, does it make sense from where we were all the way in December at the lows, at the weekly chart, 
200 period moving average all the way down around 237 or even lower. Does it make sense that we're going to just waltz right up, right through, and keep on going like this wasn't even there? You see all this? It's what's called chart vibration. The market is telling us that this price in here, now that's wide, I get that, but I'm using it for an example purpose. It's telling us that this was important, this area. Price went back and forth. That was the battle between the bulls and the bears, and the bears won. And those of you that have been around a long time, or at least in a few months, will remember it was right over here in this area that I kept saying, if we close daily below this level, we're going to go lower, much lower. The rubber band is stretched. It will break. It did. We went lower. The rest is history. Now we're at a point where we're coming toward the end of the week. Is the week going to close above 280.40? That will be the important close this week. Let's take a look over at my favorite market leading indicator, the IWM. We're almost home. We're almost at the 200 period moving average. Haven't we been discussing as we've been grinding higher, heading toward the 200 period moving average from a common sense perspective, we're going to the 200 period moving average. It's in an uptrend. That's what it looked like. That's what it was. That's what it is. When it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's generally a duck. Once in a while, it's something else, but most of the time it's a duck. And that's funny on one hand and not on the other because that is the way I teach the information, right? I say with everything that we do, we teach patterns, we teach how to do price discovery, and all those things that are inside the Lazy E-Mini Trader course, the Lazy Gap Trader course, everything that I teach, nothing works 100% of the time, but everything that I teach is based on things that just seem to happen over and over and over again, and when you start to unpack that, it just becomes common sense market analysis, at least from my perspective. That's what it is. Any new information in the IWM? Absolutely not. Where are we? We're in the same place we were yesterday. Look at this pivot high. Look at that 200 period moving average. That's right where we are. There's another one right up here. Don't be surprised to see us up there. Maybe spike above it a little bit. But we're unlikely to get above and close above that price tag this week. So if, and we're talking about the possibilities, right? Anything is possible. So let's say the market is rallying. It is spiking higher. You can take a look at the IWM and go over here and say the high is 160.99. So if I see the IWM around 161, am I willing to take a crack at at minimum of a short-term trade for a reaction from that price? Yeah, I generally am. On the first run up there, generally. The quicker you get up there, the likelier the reaction is going to be. Now, if you're creeping, we don't like creeping markets. If you're creeping up there, it's not the same trade as if you ran up there like a bat out of hell. Nothing's new. This is all the same stuff over and over and over again. Here's the VIX. Speaking of over and over and over again, look at this thing melting away. Where's it going? That's the $100,000 question. Well, I'm not sure exactly where it's going to stop falling, but I can tell you where my interest would be on the long side. And on the long side, my interest would be a spike below on the south side, a spike below 12. 
1180, 1175, something in that neighborhood will pique my interest and likely get me into a trade in the VIX. Now, that would be on the long side of the VIX at the time. And keep in mind, whenever we take a position in the VIX, we have to give ourselves time. So it wouldn't be something that my expectation would be an immediate gain. I would give it time. We've been looking at the transports every single day forever, and the transports are typically giving us a pretty good indication of where things are headed. They're a pretty good canary in the coal mine. The transports have been acting bullish. The transports have been going higher. Everything has been going higher. Nothing has changed. Nothing's new here. There's really nothing new to see here. Everything remains the same. You have the breakdown candle high. That's right here. We're not there yet. So if we get there, I'll be watching something very, very closely. And here it is. Write this down. Take a note. I just said the transports have been a very, very good canary in the coal mine. That is a fact. And that's been going on for a long, long time. Way longer than I've been making these videos. Everything I do in the markets, for the most part, has to do with two things. The numbers and my eyes. And when my eyes are drawn to something on a chart and it's the first thing they're drawn to it's generally something important so i want to show you what i'm looking at now keep in mind and i'm saying this for the third time so write it down take a note the transports are generally a pretty good canary in the coal mine we're in a different position than we are in the other markets so here we haven't yet got to the breakdown candle high so that happens to be at 10,774 and of course, there's a gap above, but here's the situation. Just look at the chart and see if you see the same thing I see. What I see is we're not in the same position as the spider. It's lagging the spiders. It's lagging the S&P. Is it a canary in the coal mine? It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Watch this. Look where we are as it relates to the breakdown candle high, the gap and all that. Okay, this is... The date is the 3rd of December. So we'll go over to a spider chart and look at the same date. We're closer to the high from December 3rd in the spider than we are in the transports. Some may say that's a positive for the markets and that's fine. Maybe markets will go higher. I'm not looking at it like that. I look at it differently. I look at the transports as a golden ticket canary in the coal mine the majority of the time. Nothing works 100% and nor do the transports. But the IWM is my platinum ticket. Between those two, we're generally able to figure out what the market's doing. Now, keep in mind, they're both bullish right now. They're both in an uptrend with everything else. I'm just giving you something that I see, I'm watching, and I'm aware of. We'll see if it's meaningful or not. And by the way, this is a secret, so don't tell anybody. How about Silicon Valley over in the queues? What's going on there? Well, the same thing's going on there today that was going on there yesterday. We're just bouncing back and forth, up and down, around the 200-period moving average. It's building energy, likely to make another push higher, just like we've been discussing with everything else. Nothing's changed. Nothing's new. The XLF. Anything wrong with the XLF? No. Anything wrong with the whole market if the XLF is headed higher? 
No, the market is unlikely to have any kind of real significant trouble if the financials are stable and on the rise. The XLF is stable and on the rise, and you'll notice the same thing that we just discussed in the transports is prevalent in the XLF as well. Now, if you don't know what that was, then you weren't paying attention over the last three minutes, so you have to reel back the tape. Where is the XLF likely headed? I'll let you answer that question. How about the semis? This is the SMH, the mirror to the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, and we flagged this a long time ago. This has been on the rise. This was bullish, and this is a really, really good proxy for the tech sector. We talked about it probably a dozen times. This thing was on fire, and it's still red hot. Making a 90-degree turn, going over to the gold market, we ran into, or 20 cents short of, the halfway big fat round number of 1350. So halfway meaning between 13 and 1400. That's also important. 1350 is like a big fat round number. So right now your bogey is today's high, which is 1349 spot 80 and yesterday's low, which happens to be, we'll just get the number, happens to be 1344 spot 80. That's your bogey. We're likely to trade in between that range for a few days while the market decides what it wants to do, build some energy to go higher, or fails on the low side. We'll see. If we go higher, 1365, I believe I mentioned that yesterday, 1365 would be the next stop on the upside on a daily chart closing basis. Crude oil, we've been talking about 5750 for quite a while for a long time in fact let's today's high happens to be 5760 but what's interesting is we actually rolled from the march contract to the april contract and now satisfied the number i've been talking about for a long time we're still in an uptrend and where's it going well from a visual perspective it just makes sense that it wants to get to and probably spike through the 100 period moving average Where's the next major area of resistance? It really is that 100 period moving average right around 58, maybe even just short of 58, maybe just north of 58. But in and around there, we should find resistance in the crude market. And I'm out of gas. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.